Hello, welcome to the Freeman Football Podcast, the podcast where three friends are their drinking professional footballers dashed away as children when one of birth was confined to a wheelchair and the other two discovered food. Have their <laughs> say on the Premier League. Everybody laughs at that coach, man. <laughs> Everybody. It's, it's, just, funny. It's, it's, just, it's just our truth, man. You can't, it's just our truth. We can't, we can't, we can't change that. We can't change that at all. But coach, you have a present coach come through. Yes. Us, of course. Special. Fresh home like from like I'm out from Penn. Sunny Spain. Sunny Spain. Sunny Spain is much better than Sunny Spain. Much better than jail, man. Much better than jail. Is that a golfer? Come here, Amos. No, I should. Come here, Star. Come here, Star. I work with Spanish people. I should. I should. I should. Get all get tired. You said last time. I did say it last time. Of course. I'm just. I'm just making it just far too complicated for 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 it. We are joined though by the beautiful game. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, coach, you've been consuming the content, innit? Yeah, like, man. <laughs> oh, thank you for having us. Like, it's been a pleasure to come on. Nah, we oh. always see you on the timeline supporting. We support you, and Love it's a that. pleasure to be here. Love that. My name's Dej, by the way. Yes, and you. So, for, for the invite, coach, it was a pleasure. Obviously, Doc from the beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Big up. Yeah, so tell us Also, big up Budge as well. Budge isn't with us today. Yes. That's our host as well, so you got to plug him. He you know, knits everything together. So we couldn't make it today. He had other commitments, but yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, tell us a bit about your podcast so people know, because... Earlier in the year, I just felt that I just want to talk about football. But let me talk about a bit before that. So basically what happened was that I was doing YouTube, Dead was doing YouTube, okay. and we had a third friend that was doing YouTube with us, but it was his channel and it was under his control. And he was like... Do you not want to jump on? And we were like, yeah, man, why not? We love talking about football, so we're happy to just come on and talk about football. Okay. Um, so we were doing that for around how long, Dez? Seven weeks? Yeah, four to seven weeks. And then literally, it pretty much marks a year now, as in terms of when we were doing YouTube, it, it got to the point where Christmas was coming up. Yeah. And we were like, <clears throat> we need to start like recording twice a week because... Like, it's crazy, isn't it? There's bare fixtures going on. So you the festive period, yeah, isn't yeah. it? So we need to cover as much football as we can. And obviously, we were messaging this guy and there was no mm. reply. So we were like, what's going on? We've been left in the lurch. Messaging him day after day after day. Weren't fixtures are getting up. done. <laughs> weren't picking up. And we're like, bro, what's going on? And what's mad is that at the time, Liverpool were losing... Well, they wasn't losing, they were dropping points. Right. And obviously, I've got a group chat. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, you man think you're clever. Like, you lot don't want to release anymore because Liverpool are now dropping points. You lot don't have to deal with it. You lot don't have to talk on a podcast <laughs> when Liverpool drop points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm like, no, it's not even that. Basically, our host is missing. We don't have any access to their accounts. We don't know how to upload or we don't know how to do anything. Right. But... We're, we're putting wheels in motion to come up with something new mm, and everyone was like oh why didn't you guys just go two man up but me and dot knew that for this to work properly like we're gonna have to have a third wheel to knit everything together mm. obviously we've been best friends from young since 11 years of age and so we've always had that relationship but we knew for this to work effectively we need three man so we started to roll out you know names I was suggesting some names. Dot was, mm, I'm not sure. Dot would suggest some names. Mm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Then obviously, I think Dot met Budge on a train. Okay. So they've been friends from long, long time, but they haven't bucked each other in a while. So they met up. Then I think Dot, you could tell the story. Yeah, so I was like, 
Um, oh yeah, but you know I do YouTube. I've, I've been doing YouTube, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Marv showed me. Shout out, Marv. Um, then I was like, "Obviously, we want to continue and you know turn it into a podcast, and but we need a third member." And then Budge was like, yeah, 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 I'm happy to do it. But obviously, I haven't seen Budge in like two years. Yeah. And this is one of my best friends, but I, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. speak to him and I don't see him. <laughs> so now when I'm telling him that Budge, I just clocked, you're the perfect host. Because when Budge talks, the whole train can hear it. Yeah. You okay. get what I'm trying to say? Okay. 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 Well, it's penetrates that mic. It penetrates that mic. So then he was like, yeah, 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 I'm down. And then in my head, I'm just like, oh, Budge, you're gassing. You're not down, innit? So then I get home later on in the evening. I message Budge and Budge ignores me. <laughs> and I was like, Dad, can you see what I'm talking yeah. about with Butch? He's not serious, innit? Yeah, yeah. So then I shouted my boy, and my boy was like, oh, Butch said that you, man, weren't serious. You didn't really contact him properly. So I was like, cool, I'm going to contact him properly, and I'm going to say, this Sunday, we're going to record. And ever since then, the beautiful game was made. Oh, yeah, like, hey. it's been a good journey. Obviously, we started on Skype first. So mm. I always knew about Butch in passing, because obviously our friend Marv is one of Butch's best friends, but I'd never seen him. So oh. imagine that we were recording podcasts and I've never seen Budge <laughs> in my life. Okay. So like for the first five, ten episodes, yeah, yeah, yeah we're speaking <laughs> and I've never ever seen him. Imagine that. So after a while, we started to take it more seriously. Like our listens were getting better. Before we just our group chat, family and friends. So we said, you know what? Let's invest in a studio. So we invested in one in South East London. So um, a guy was doing our recording for us, producing it, editing it and stuff like that. So we started to do that for a while. And yeah, it was getting like good reviews. People were rating it. Even the guy there, he done like a few football podcasts. And he was like, yeah, to be honest, you guys are probably the best podcast that's passed through the studio. Mm. And we just thought, you know what, he's waffling. Of course, you're going <laughs> to say that kind of thing. So yeah, we started to build, build and build. But we noticed that there was becoming to be some issues with our sound. So when they were producing it, we'll hear some problems. And people complain to us, oh, yeah, what's wrong with your sound, man? Like it was a bit botched we could hear this like it's not clear yeah so we were like oh come on like we were, we were speaking to the person that was producing our thing saying you know what can you improve it he said we'll improve it then the same <laughs> issues continue to rear their head so then we decided around probably and june then, summer. bear in mind that at this point we didn't have no clue about engineering yeah. or sound so mm. we couldn't really do anything mm-hmm. again we were pretty much on our own Sitting ducks. we don't know Sitting anyone ducks. in terms of who does like studios or who records podcasts so literally we were just guessing as we as we went along so yeah so obviously during that time we managed to have you know frank newball david amu these are like professional footballers so obviously like that was pretty big for us that was probably our big first big guess then we decided around summer you know what let's take the law into our own hands so we can instead of outsourcing our editing let's put it under our own jurisdiction and produce our own work so that's when we really began to like take off in terms of like, that was that was dead because yeah. I was more like let's just get another studio but Dej was like don't listen to mm-hmm. me I'm your best friend like, I know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about let's just mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. a studio for our own you yeah. know sake to, yeah. to bring the to have everything in house so under our control we decided you know what let's do this properly let's invest in mics let's invest in mixing boards headphones let's make sure our sound is the best we can make it yeah, so yeah. that's what we decided to do then yeah, it's kicked off since then. We've got our own space. We organise everything. We edit everything so we can control it. So, um, yeah, since then, things have just been on the up personally. And, yeah, we're enjoying it. Interviewing people, mm. having our boys on. You know, it's like, a, it's good. It's good. 
and I think we're different as well. That's where a lot of people have said as well that yeah, you guys, you're bringing something different to the market in terms of things. Yes. Probably wasn't intentional. We kind yeah, of fam, stumbled wasn't. across it, but now that like, everyone knows the TBG brand is, you know, they mm. bring on good guests, they bring on you know good insight, and yes. and that's what we're starting to do. And this year, probably I think end of January marks a year that we've been doing this. And yeah, it's been very, very successful. And for next year, we've got some big plans coming in terms of content we're trying to deliver. And it's mad because like, when we first started, we were just doing it for fun. Honestly, yeah. we were doing it for yeah, fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm someone that's watched Sunday Supplement for probably 10 plus years. I've watched it every Sunday and I've loved it. But the problem I had with the show was that I'm seeing the same faces. I'm not seeing anyone new. I'm not seeing anyone young consistently yeah you get what i'm trying to say and for me to be friends with all these guys now it's just it's it's crazy yeah yeah. so yeah i can't if you told us a year ago that we would have spoken to these people that we've spoken to and got the contacts that we've gotten to we say you know (laughs) telling us a big lie it's like a year ago we used to see all these types of people like ornstein on the tv and think i'm never gonna meet you yeah i'm just looking at you and for them to listen to your pod, endorse your pod, mm. and to be in contact with them, it, it's mad. But again, we don't have that imposter syndrome. Like we understand that we've worked hard. Oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. This isn't just a podcast. We, you know, meet up on a Sunday, let's record, we go home. Yeah. Me and Doc, we spend hours <laughs> on the phone talking about this. We go bed late, mm. thinking, how can we improve? Okay, mm. we got to release this. Okay, Fine. this guest has aired me. What do I do? Mm, this yeah. person's pulled out. We got to get a replacement kind of thing so it's a, a lot of intentional hard work goes into it and we're just at the start of our journey and we're enjoying it and that's just the final thing before we move on sorry Kojo no, no, like no. what people don't understand is that people just see like the finished product and think you just record and that's it but honestly we've done back to back three recordings in one day four days in a row 12 hours worth of traveling and, mm. and recording so it's just it's hard work, isn't it? But we love what we we're love doing. Wasn't, and there, we wasn't there a time when you, I saw you guys tweet? Because obviously I can only listen to the podcast and oh, cool, you know, cool. follow your Twitter. But mm. there was a time where I saw you guys saying that you were on the road, like you are going from here to if there. I, that was, yeah. <laughs> and I was sitting there, I was thinking, hey, I recorded my house. You might not have long. <laughs> it's funny. One day we had three days back-to-back events. We were just... That weekend, I didn't go anywhere. I slept mm. all weekend. Bloody hell. Yes. But yeah. They say pressure makes diamonds, so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> obviously by the name of the podcast you would understand that it's called team of the decade so i would say let's let's just hold off on that for now because obviously big okay. news today yeah is obviously arsenal uh, new head coach mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. announced Mikel arteta is going to take the reins from the I don't, I don't, I don't want to say any negative net things towards that person. I'm just gonna say that man. He's taking <laughs> that man. Yeah. Uh, Who's that? Lundberg? Or <laughs> Who are you talking I'm, about? I'm not, not Lundberg. It's just saying okay. that man. Okay. I'm that cool. Man. Good evening. <laughs> nah. No, no, no. Oh yeah. So um, obviously, is, what, what do you think? Is that a good signing or is it? Or is it just a flash in the pan? It's, it's unexpected because he's so inexperienced, etc., etc. We had this debate on our podcast, and, and me and Dot were at loggerheads. I personally think where Arsenal are in their, this moment in time, they need an experienced head. I know Arteta, he's been coaching under Pep, you know, learning his badges, you know, putting out the cones, helping players individually. I'm joking. No, on the real like, when you listen, I was reading a piece today and it went into the whole Arteta's mindset. And this is a guy that's been set to coach for years. He's learned under Wenger, 
I was reading that he was one of those people in the changing room. He was more friends with the coaches. He wanted to find out why they done things, how they done things, rather than mixing with the players. So this is a guy that's always had the eye of going into coaching. So, but I just look at where Arsenal as a club right now in terms of the fractions, the fans aren't happy. Mm. You know, the board are trying to get themselves together in terms of, you know, devising a plan and trying to catch up with City and Liverpool. But I just think this job right now is for an experienced head. And for me, Arteta, it's a very, it's a baptism of fire if you're going into this job. But Mm -hmm. credit to him, like he's been brave. He yeah. said he wants the job and he's obviously impressed in interviewing because I know after Wenger he was interviewed for the job, apparently impressed and he impressed again today. And what sticks out to me is this is a man that wants to do it his way. He's told the board, this is what I want. And he's put out a public statement saying, you know what, if people aren't happy here, they can go. And it's going to be interesting because you hear Aubameyang, he wants to leave. He's at 30, 31 now. He wants to go to a club where he can win his trophies. Mm. So... I expect there to be a lot of outgoings, but again, Arsenal making this appointment shows me that they're not expecting to win anytime soon. This is about development and trying to get back on track. Okay, but Dej, who would have been a better appointment for now? For now? I would have gone for... I would have gone for like a a Nuno or a Benitez, someone with a plan, a structure, someone that can get, you know, galvanise a group of players. With Arteta, (laughs) you're going for unknown quantity. What has he shown that he can do this job? Yeah, but Dej, do you think... Don't you think Rafa Benitez is a short-term manager? If you're bringing in Rafa Benitez, you're bringing him in from now to the end of the season. Not really. But you need someone to build. You need someone to build. Look, I know a lot of Arsenal fans. They're ranting and raving. They're not happy. They're voting with their feet. They're not coming to the games. Mm. Poor old Freddie Lundberg. He was putting interim charge. The fans didn't attend the games. They were saying, you know what? We're not coming. We don't like this club. So I think for Arteta to come in and manage that, I think it's difficult for him. He needs to be able to worry about what's happening on the pitch, not mm. trying to fix what's going feel, on off feel, the pitch. I feel like if he, if he gets what, uh, on the pitch, if he gets that right, then the fans will come back. If it's if it's attractive football that the fans, I'm, I'm personally not, not fussed with if he plays attractive football or not. Mm. If that's what the majority of fans want to see at Arsenal, then that's what will bring them back if they, if they I, are I agree. successful. I agree. Yeah, but when you look at the makeup of that squad, I think you need an experienced head to just come in and get them organised. The type of football that Arteta wants to play, that squad is not conducive to it, in my opinion. I, dis- I disagree there. You think I the squad is? Okay. Arteta, in the article you were mentioning, they were saying that he genuinely genuinely believes that that squad is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is with Arsenal is that I know a lot of Arsenal fans and they say, listen, they'll give Arteta time as long as they see a style of football implemented on the pitch. Right. If they see good passing patterns, good counter-attacking football, improvement in defence, um, less shots faced on target, all these kind of metrics, if they improve, Arsenal fans will be happy to give Arteta time. I don't think Rafa Benitez or Carlo Angelotti would be a good appointment because these are short-term managers. You're trying to build for the future. So Arteta is going to get the opportunity to build the team in his image, um, promote the youth players, He's going to get a good transfer kitty um, in the summer and he made that clear to the board in discussions. So I feel that this is someone that can build for years. And if Arsenal fans see good football on the pitch, 
I think they'll stick by him. I don't see any reason as to why they will turn on Arteta. It just doesn't make sense to me. And that's... They gave they gave Una Emre a year. Arsenal fans gave Una Emre a year. Where his position became untenable is where he lost the Europa League final. That's where everything changed for Una Emre. But mm. before that, a lot of Arsenal fans were happy to stick with him and see where where it goes in the future. Um, I, I, I in terms of the squad, honestly, I feel like uh, there's a lot of players that just need to leave first. You say, yeah, yeah. Kojo, sorry, I'm gonna interject. You say that, yeah. Okay. But the point I was trying to make is that it only takes two signings to change a club. No. Like there could be so many poor mm. players, but the minute you get a commanding centre back, you get a commanding midfielder. Very everyone true. is more confident now. Very you start true. seeing the improvement in Socrates, for example. Very true. Mm. Do you think? Nah, I'm not yeah. sure about that. Okay, I no, think no. Socrates is he's done that. Let's I, be honest. I've no, never been a fan he's of Socrates. I've oh. never been a fan of Socrates um, from his time in Germany to now. Mm-hmm. So that, that's not really a, a thought of mine. <laughs> of mine. But no, honestly, I, I understand what you're saying with the, you know, if you've signed two players, it can change the whole um, mentality of the mm-hmm. club, especially if you bring people that are a lot more, they have a bit of leadership about them, mm-hmm. they're a lot more commanding, you know, they command respect. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, when I say players need to leave, it's the, all the rumblings because, you know, Arsenal, and it's a long time ago, football's different a bit now, but, you know, before Arsenal were able to protect different certain things in the club, Wenger was very good at protecting players, mm-hmm. protecting issues from going outside mm-hmm. the club. Obviously, mm-hmm. it changes year by year. Now it's a bit more open, a bit more transparent. But there's a lot of players that are now being rumoured as being unhappy. Yeah. If these guys are unhappy and they don't have the... Will. The will to play for Arsenal, mm-hmm. don't want to be there, they have to go. I, I don't really like saying that kind of stuff because sometimes I'm just like, for example, when Tottenham signed Mourinho, mm-hmm. I told uh, Ranty, uh, that's someone that's been here before, that I said to him... Oh, from 46? From 46, yeah, yeah, I said to him, all the girls want to sign a new contract. Mm. What's happened? Because, what happened? because yeah. things can change in an instant. It's about what happens with the club inside. So if Arteta <clears> now comes in, <throat> wins the players over, and Aubameyang goes from well, apparently unhappy <clears> to... Oh, I'm delighted to be here. I can see a vision with him. I like this guy. Hmm. Then he might sign a new contract. He might see the best of Aubameyang, Yang, even though he's pretty, he's been scoring the season. Yeah, he's yes, not yeah. being at his absolute best. You might see a change in his his attitude if the attitude is bad or whatever, mm-hmm. and so on. So, but if there are players that don't want to be there, let them go. Xhaka doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Get him out. Urzel doesn't want to be there. That's get it. him out. I, I agree. You know, I, the Urzel thing, I. I am upset with how Arsenal dealt with the whole thing after the China comments. Yeah, yeah. I'm upset with that. But even before the comments, when he was taking off and he's kicking his gloves, walking mm. off. Yeah, but to be honest, I like that. I want to see, you know. I want to see that on the pitch, though. Not off when you're walking off. Of course. To be honest, with the Arteta thing, I wish him well. But I'm just talking from an outsider looking yeah. in, in terms of, I think that job, you know, when you look at his in-tray, what he's got to sort out, it's a lot. It's on the pitch performances, disgruntled fans you know, a massive club underperforming. How is he going to get them back on track? But but Arsenal giving him this job shows that, yeah, they're in it probably for the long term and they're probably accepting maybe a season or two of mediocrity because this season, I don't see them getting into the top four. Maybe next year, they might try and launch an assault. But what we're starting to see as well is a lot of, you know, ex-players coming back to their former clubs. You've seen it, you know, with Sheffield United, Chris Wilder, Sheffield yeah. boy, Dean Smith, Aston Villa, you know, Frank Lampard, yeah. people with um, association. So it kind of, it's a new time for football, but I'm interested to see how this Arteta project goes because if they get it wrong, Arsenal are in danger of going into the doldrums because where do you go from I there? I genuinely think this is their last chance. 
Yeah, you said yeah. Everton. They're, they're in danger of becoming an Everton. <laughs> yeah, a club with no identity because when you look at Arsenal, growing up as a kid, you Arsenal... Knew identity. Yes, you, you identity. knew they were bopping football. Mm. Yeah. But now it's like Emery's kind of blurred those lines. So can Arteta get them back on track? And yeah. if he doesn't, then Arsenal are... Yeah, set for a spell of mediocrity. The thing is, like a club like Arsenal, they will always come back. I know if Arteta doesn't work out, you've got to start from square one again. But I think a team like Arsenal, they'll always be attractive to players. Yeah, They're, football comes inside. Exactly. As well. So I don't know. Yeah, I think I think so, London think, club, yeah, London yeah, club, yeah, make a lot of money. So I don't really see them yeah, being yeah, in the doldrums yeah. for good. You know, that's fair. Yeah. No, I think like, I'm talking about four or five years, like a Liverpool. You mm. remember? Yeah, Arsenal but they're, they're going through that now. I think ours was worse. Liverpool is worse. Liverpool's, yeah, Liverpool's, Liverpool's was shocking. Was. I mean, look at the caliber of players. What do you think? Because like, Chesky, mm. Paulson, oh, all these types of people. Voronin. It was disgusting, oh. honestly. Voronin. Wow, that's a pro. Klopp joined Liverpool because the fan base was very similar to Dortmund. He spoke so much about the fan base. It wasn't about the club and the players. But because he went there, that change happened because they're saying, well, Klopp's done very well in Germany. He's won mm-hmm. leagues. He's won title, uh, uh, cups. Dortmund were a very good side. His last season wasn't great, mm-hmm. but his reputation was really built by then. So you can take off one season because one season is bad out of four or five. You're like, well, this guy's still got it. Of course, of course. So when he signed players and he sport very, very well, very smart signings, now you can see the change in Liverpool. If Arteta comes in, it's his first real job and... He gets Arsenal playing a good style of football, even if the results don't follow, because you can then say, you know what, the style he wants to play is great, but the players just aren't good enough, which is my opinion. In the first yeah, but we say that, but I don't think look, Arsenal look at, good. again, Dej loves to use Chris Wilder as a case in point. Look at them. Are you telling me those players are, are, are better than the Arsenal players to be playing that style of football? They're but the thing is, they're well coached. That's the whole point. And, and that's what I'm trying to say. A that's lot, the point I I'm trying to make. Arsenal players, not a lot of Arsenal players, I don't be... There's a couple of Arsenal players that just can't be coached anymore. It's mm. most of our defence to be fair. Yeah. yeah, that's the biggest yes, problem. Like, I remember, I remember on a podcast when um, Arsenal signed David Luiz. Everyone on the table, excellent signing. <laughs> I, I said it at the time that you know what this is a shocking buy. Yeah, this is going to be a guy. Don't say you were a David Luiz fan as well. Yeah, I mean that guy. He was like he thought he could have been like a good stopgap. I thought because because Arsenal hadn't had a player that could play from out out of the back that was good at passing long long balls diags if you want if you want to call it like a colloquial term. Mm. Was comfortable on the ball, was a winner, because <laughs> he he was a winner. He won yeah. Champions League, won multiple Premier Leagues, won Liga. I thought that that could have done something, because mm-hmm. it's different to who we have. We we have with Socrates, who isn't great on the ball. He's shocking on the ball. Mustafi, the less said about Mustafi, the better. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that was our main two. Mm-hmm. So I thought that Ruiz could could be confident on the ball yeah seems like he, he he's lost he's lost in the win and he's now in that realm of uncoachable players you are one of them people are saying that david louis excellent stop gap let's be honest david louis he opens yeah, yeah, but... he makes <laughs> open. let's be honest <laughs> So, yeah, for me, he was a terrible sign. No, but I thought it would be a stop. I thought it would be a stop. Wait, open that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've got Saliba coming in as well. Yeah, yeah. that's what, that's yeah. why I like the signing because, okay, this could be a good stop gap for 
one year, bring him in, and then phase him out when you get Saliba in next summer. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it hasn't worked out. But I think that you, but yeah, you have to put him in a situation to thrive. Mm-hmm. David Luiz works best when it's three at the back. He's never been a two at the back centre back. So I'm not shocked by what okay, we're that's seeing. That's true. With him. That's true. But the, the two guys next to him, would they be? Are they good enough? Exactly. If whichever two they play next to him are just not. Again, let's let's be Arsenal's defense is like having CCTV but leaving your door wide open. (laughs) 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 I think that's the perfect. That's a yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, to go to go back to Saliba. That's that's where I feel like Arteta's coming in to this job at the right time because you think it's the right time. It it seems like the right. If if he's smart with it, I I I think I think you need to. You can say you can coach these players, but I feel like if you want, if you if these players are. Uh, talking and, and there's rumours that they want to go I feel like you need to let them go Aubameyang is on one and a half years left the contract mm-hmm. uh, Lacazette as well <laughs> these are the players that last that last time we, that when they had year and a half the players that had year and a half left in the contract they left for at free or on the cheap Van mm-hmm. Persie to Manchester United for instance I feel like you need to you need to cash in on these players mm-hmm. Ramsey even Ramsey as well I think if you, if you cash in on Aubameyang I think you can make that his 50 million back yeah I think you can make his Lacazette, I've I've lost all faith in Lacazette. What's your view on it? Because I see a lot of Arsenal fans, they're divided. Some of them love um, him. Personally, I'm not convinced. I by feel him. I feel like his character is 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 is, uh, is masking his flaws hmm. because he he's wavy. He, he's yeah. he, he's cool. He's he's a he's yeah. a person. Celebration. Celebration. Yeah. celebration. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. easy to love him. Yeah. But once you look at what he does, and he's he, like, what was the stat that came out? Like eight goals in, in like forty-one away games. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's damn yeah. It's yeah. shocking. Yeah. And the simple fact of the matter is, we spent fifty million in on in the, in the summer, and in January we spent fifty million to buy his replacement. That that's that shows you. That he just no nobody had faith in him, mm. so I don't I I, I, agree, I, agree. I I don't think he he's the one to right to go for. I think if we can scam Everton again, like <laughs> thirty million, I, I, I think that's that's who we should ship him off to. Because if he wants to leave for Champions League football, I don't, who's he kidding? Mm. It make, it makes yeah. It I remember makes when he joined um, Arsenal, he said they were joining to play Champions League football, mm. but that worked out well. I mean, that's that's partly that's, part, that's also partly down to Arsenal. I mean, that's not just that's not on Lacazette's shoulders personally, but. No, but your your striker is meant to propel you into the top That's four, the and he hasn't done that. But what I would say is Aubameyang has tried. But what I would say is that the the reason why I think is the perfect time for Arteta to take this job is because he has the opportunity to lay the building blocks for next season. Mm. So he's getting a good look at this team, mm. and he's gonna work out. Okay, you're good enough. You're not good enough. And then it gives him a good head start for next season. It's not just like good enough or not good enough. I think you need to get rid of obviously the 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 the, the Deadwood, Deadwood yeah. Jacker, Mustafi, etc. You know, you know it's been it's been years. You know these names. Yeah, but, to be, but do you need to get rid of these? Are decent squad players? No, nope. no. squad no. players. Mustafi, no. squad Mustafi, no. squad no. Mustafi. Oh, come no. on, dog. Get them gone, Mustafi. As a fourth try centre back. No, no. Come on, come on, guys, man. You're better off building my. What's his name? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, better off having him. Holding, holding Saliba mm-hmm. next season. Keep the you've got Saliba coming in. You keep holding. Holding, 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 holding is a, a backup you can use for Carabao FA Cup kind of mm-hmm. dead rubber European League game. But he was Arsenal's main centre back like and two I, years and ago. I don't know why. Mm. I genuinely don't know why. I've, I'm I mean, very, everybody apart from Arsenal fans don't understand. People say understand people why. say to me I'm quite harsh when I talk about players because I I'm very very strict with the like the world class term. I'm strict with how yeah, but coach, so as a coach, 
do you feel that you need to like sometimes look into the human element element of players? For example, someone could be unhappy. Someone could have family problems. Nicholas Pepe mm-hmm. as well. For example, some, yeah, yeah, someone yeah. could be struggling to settle in. Yeah. So don't you feel that you as a coach have to have empathy towards certain players when they're struggling? It's it, yeah. Well, if so, if so, if like for example, if Pepe comes in, he's struggling to settle. Yes, you have empathy towards him. You help. You try and help the situation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I remember. Um, Coaches of the past would say to their players, "Yeah, go back home for a bit, mm-hmm. get a taste of home. Mm-hmm. You miss home, come back, see how you feel, blah blah." I think Reyes, how was Reyes at Arsenal for two years yeah. before he went back because he just <laughs> couldn't deal. Yeah. He couldn't deal with being in England. He needed to go back to Spain, mm. so he went back to Spain and he saw him come back to form because his first season at Arsenal was fantastic. But after that, you could see that he just wasn't settled in London. Mm. So in that kind of case, yes, but with some players that are just. They've been there for yeah, like, two, three yeah, years, exactly. and they've there's been there's been exactly. no level of improvement. There's been no level of um, good consistent good, consistent performances. <laughs> At some point, you just gotta say, you know what, cut my losses, get the hell out of my club. What's your view on you know Lucas Torreira as well? Because he's a bit of an enigma. When he first Torreira. came in, you know he looked like it was the best thing since sliced bread. Tor- I think we saw him take a trip to Anfield as well, and I think that was that marked. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you why I I I'm, I worry about Torreira. It's the same reason I kind of worried about Kante, but Kante guess uh, Kante got a buy from me from when he was at Leicester mm-hmm. because he's not a defensive midfielder; he's a centre midfielder. I don't know if Torreira is a centre midfielder or a defensive midfielder. And if he's a defensive midfielder who chases, if he doesn't get the ball. The gap he leaves behind him is criminal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Arsenal fans need to distinguish what they want from him because if you put him in midfield to be mm-hmm. a... Yeah, but is it Arsenal, Arsenal fans or the Arsenal, 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 Arsenal manager? Arsenal manager. Oh, no, sorry, the man, yeah, sorry, yeah. Man, yeah, sorry yeah. not the manager. Because Emre was playing him in virtually a number 10 role. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, if you want to play some midfield and you want him to chase, you need to then have someone behind him to compensate. You see how Chelsea have dropped points... Uh, they had no Jorginho for about two of the games. Mm-hmm. They were struggling. And then when they had Jorginho back, Rudiger came back in. But Rudiger doesn't play short passes. He's always looking for the long diagonal. So now you're not using the guy that gets your play ticket. The free man. The, the, yeah, the free man. Mm-hmm. But so when, but when he's there, Kante then has the, the license to roam. The first podcast we had when we came back for the first uh, game of the season when United beat Chelsea 4-0, mm-hmm. I said to him, when Jorginho went off for Kante... I knew we had the game sewn up because you do not put him in defensive midfield when you're losing the game. It's not his fault. He's a world-class footballer, but he's a chaser. So if he's coming for the ball, the gap is going to leave behind him. When you're chasing the game, you're in trouble. And Chelsea's defence is not good enough. Arsenal's defence is not good enough. So if you're going to play Torreira there, you're going to need someone that in semi-field will say, oh, if he's going forward, I'm going to sit back. Just so, you know, the kind of communication, the sort mm. of chemistry sort of... Um, Do Arsenal have that play in their ranks right no. now? So if you were, let's say, Arteta, who would you be scouring the I market trying look, to sign? I, I am looking for a defensive midfielder. I don't know... I don't particularly know the style of football he wants to play. I don't know if it's going to be the same as Pep Guardiola. It, it seems be, he thinks the same way. Fast, progressive. Mm, it could be that. Or he could still bring in like a Wenger model, but a bit, mm. a bit different, but... It's funny, I think someone needs to get Thomas Partey out of Atletico Madrid. That's him. a good he's, signing. I, he's I, one I, of the best has, DMs in the world. He's very good, but mm. sometimes he has head loss. And that's my worry. Yeah, but, I think, but he is good. Yeah, that guy, would be a good sign. There's a guy who plays for Toulouse. Obviously, they're that thing at 20th in Liga, so defensively, he's not. From what I've seen of him, yeah. who's uh, Sanger. 
Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 From what I've seen of player, him, yeah. he looks like he's comfortable on the ball. Mm. He's confident. He, if he if he's in a bad situation, he can dribble out of it. Mm. And we haven't had that mm. in 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 our background. Do you know who I think Arsenal should look at? Camavinga. Who? Camavinga from who does he play for in France? He plays for someone in France. I think again. I know. I know. I know. You look. He's a defensive midfielder who is very very good on the ball. He's a good tackler. He reads the game well, and he's seven. He's seventeen. Ah, he's seventeen, so he's Rens? young. Yeah, Rens. 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 He's seventeen, so he's yeah. young. He's very young, but mm-hmm. it's been a while since I've seen a seventeen-year-old in that position in that, that can yes. read the game. Isn't silly. Is very very composed, and you can still see that. Obviously, there's still like the immature side to his game. But that can coach. coach. You can coach, coach yeah. that, and if Arteta is the coach that I believe him to be, because I did watch that documentary. They focus on Arteta a lot, mm-hmm. and you saw that he can coach. He's a, such a good coach. So what you're saying about him being friends with the art coaches at Arsenal more than the players and getting yeah, to yeah, 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 you can yeah, see yeah. that that's gone into his instilled mm-hmm. into him. So mm-hmm. much so that people are saying that Pep is very upset with the fact that he's gone because that's sounds that's very key mm-hmm. to his um his team. I think that's 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 the you can see that Pep's leaving soon. Even just for going about that piece, they were saying that Pep first met Arteta before the Chelsea game, right? Around four years ago, and he was saying, Yeah, I need an insight, I need a, t- a tactical deep dive. And Arteta gave him one of the best briefings he's heard, yeah. And he was like, huh, I need to work with this guy, okay? Mm. Yeah, yeah, and so. I think Arteta had a few offers on the table from I think Arsenal oh, as well to coach the academy, um, Pochettino, oh, Pochettino yeah. as well, Some and he actually. And we actually picked the Manchester City project because he looked up to Pep. And it's funny because Pep was a player from Arteta's Barcelona days that he was trying to oust from the team as well. But he didn't have the technical quality Mm. to oust him. So if you can't beat them, join him. And he seems to have picked his brain and, you know... Honestly, now he's set I, for one of the biggest I, I jobs think, in the I league. Think, I think Arteta can do very well at Arsenal. The I only, hope so, man. The only yeah, I want him to do well, but... The only I just one thing experience. that has to happen is that they just have to back him. It's as simple as that. A manager can be great, or a coach can be great, but the, what happens in the boardroom is very, very key. If you keep these same players for next season, it's going to be the same old nonsense. Get rid of players that don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Back him. If he's got targets, go to the wall for him. Say, listen... I'm gonna try my best to get you these guys. Get it done. I think that, that's that's sorry, that, that's key as well. Like um, there was there was I think it's in the athletic. Darren's getting yeah, getting to me. Um, <laughs> they were saying um, uh, what was it? It was Emery who wanted to buy a defensive midfielder, and Emery wanted to buy Partey, but the board also went no, we need to buy an attacking wing. So there was a there was a divide there, yeah. and that, that's that's what that's what you you alluding to that they need to they need to. Yeah. become one yeah yes. they need to they be need to think along yes. the same lines yeah they need to be in unison again yeah. like, um, when I was reading the piece from the athletic that we're talking about as well I think in his second round of interviews it was like him interviewing them saying like, okay what are you going to provide me with kind of thing so I think in regards to backing and signings the club are going to back him mm-hmm. because this is his first job and I'm sure he wouldn't have taken the job unless he was going to get certain things his own way. True. So True. it's going to be interesting to see how it culminates. But <clears throat> I wish him well. But again, for me, experience is the order of the day for Arsenal. And they've appointed, you know, a young pup. They so said that they appointed someone that's on work experience. <laughs> but... <laughs> 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 
But final point is that they went with experience with Emre and exactly. it didn't work out. Exactly. So there's, there's no, no guarantee. The there's no he guarantee the that experience the language. is gonna work out. Kind of language. Language. It was a great aim. No, I don't. If honestly, the language thing that that you think it's overblown. That's a poor excuse. Of course, if it's when it was going well, no one said anything. Plus, if it's such a barrier, when they went when they were twenty three games unbeaten. Wait, that was masking. That was masking issues. Everyone knew. Anyway, let's see. I mean, for, for my, my final point, I think is like I said, he's coming at the right time. Plus, there's an abundance of youth prospects that mm-hmm. are coming through that are looking like very, very good, solid players. And like you said, if he is the coach that he is, these players will then go on to the next level. We all know what he's done with Sterling. I think Pep credits. Onto yeah, his yeah. And Leroy Sane as Leroy well. Sane as well. Case. So yeah. he's, he's mm-hmm. in in that regard. He's got he's got um, Saka, Reese Nelson, uh, Emil Smithrow, mm-hmm. Willock, uh, Saliba to come through. Martinelli, uh, Martinelli, mm-hmm. Pepe on the right as well. He's, you you know, think Pepe's a youngster? Not young, <laughs> not young, but he's Lingard members. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. He's not young, but he's still he, 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 he requires coaching. Yeah, he, he's yeah, not yeah, the final product. Of yet. course. Wow, at seventy-two mil. No. <laughs> Boy, welcome to hey, football. Nah, it's, it's, it's fifteen mil right now. <laughs> that's, it's interesting with Pepe as well. Just a final point on Pepe is um, we were speaking to like a journalist and. Like they interviewed Pepe and yeah. he admitted that yeah I'm struggling mm, and okay. what he's had to do he had to move his mum and dad into his apartment in London as well to give him that homely feel okay. so sometimes we, we, we don't bear in mind what players are going through mentally let's, mm. let's face it he's come to a new country new language mm. new people joining an upset camp so all these factors have probably contributed to him you know having a, a rotten time but I still have hope in him. I still think he can come good. I and think he's going to grow, man. Mm. I think he's going to grow into a wonderful Premier League player. I, don't mm. feel, I think people just take time and we lack patience in this country. Of course, and especially mm. with social media now with the memes, people trolling. Yeah, but exactly. I still mm-hmm. think there's a decent player in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right, Darren's going to love this. Our boy Darren's been plugging that athlete for like the last five days as if he works for them. So <laughs> I think he yeah. must be a Premier League or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the athletic slaps. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to subscribe. Yeah, it's great content. You should, man. Yeah, you should. Okay. It's very I'll, good. I'll, I'll, I might give it a look. Just, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just to appease him, just to appease him. I think it's 40% <laughs> off now as well, so you might as well. Good deal. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, team of the decade, Premier League, we'll limit, we'll limit ourselves to just the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've had an abundance of great talent throughout the years. May recency bias may put a few, <laughs> yeah. few players yeah. ahead of, of some others. Cough, cough, <laughs> Liverpool, cough, off Van Dyke. Um, <laughs> Let's start with the. Oh, I think it's it's shooting. It's a shooting. Okay, yeah, how are we doing this? What's the logic? How how are we picking? You, now, are we gonna settle on one, or is our own yeah, individuals? So, or can we come up with five mainstays where we say, okay, this is five that everyone agrees on. <laughs> then we all argue cases for other players. Okay, you know we're doing goalkeeper now, and then we're gonna go to mid- defense, midfield, and strike also If we have playing free goal, midfield, of course, man. And that, that suits 4 4 2. Like, oh, screw that. We're doing 3 in the field. So, so, yeah, come on. 4 4 2. Um, so, if, 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 <laughs> if we have shootings for striker, when we get to the midfielders and that, then we can just debate the other bits. But, yeah, cool, yeah, cool. Goalkeeper. Let's start there. I'm, I don't need any others. So any, I don't need five. I'm just saying it straight in. De Gea. You know, you know what? It's interesting because I've always said De Gea, De Gea, De Gea. Then I think about it and then. I like being a hipster and I want to <laughs> build the argument for Qatar because I think when he came, 
what he added to that Chelsea team for those two or three years, he was at a level that I don't think I've seen before in the Premier League is, is, in a long time. Is it, but yeah. I'm going to have to go with the girl. Is it, is it crazy to say that I've never really got really to like that? I think it is. Mm. I think when he was in... When he had his medical, then he came to Chelsea. I let it go. I thought, okay, whoa. We've got a problem. Yeah, he came to Chelsea and won the Premier League in his first season. And he was unreal. He was unreal. I've never thought... I've thought of him as a top goalkeeper. Not that I rate him below anyone else. I remember to beat him, you had to put the ball in the top corner. Because guy's tall. But everyone knows that he's got a weakness through his legs. And that near post. And he's been exposed a lot in La Liga recently. Messi found that out as well in the Championship League. Yeah, Messi has destroyed him ever since. Honourable mentions, though, for Petr Cech and Joe Hart as well. Obviously, I know people aren't fans of Joe Hart. But he can be on the third floor. We don't like Joe Hart in this house. No, but he gets honourable mention. He was part of that, you know, what we've seen with this Manchester City. He was part of the building blocks. That first season of Joe Hart at Manchester City, he was phenomenal. Because mm-hmm. I, I think that first Tottenham game, that that's that is that. But by saying that, that's that's saying that he was so good in that game. What happened the next phase seven? Because I think in the first game against Tottenham, he was fantastic. He was flying everywhere. He's eccentric as hell. Making saves <laughs> that nobody thought any anybody because because he was flying. But years go on, years go by. I mean, he just. Yeah, had a steady decline. Yeah, he did. It wasn't steady. It was rapid. (laughs) (laughs) It was rapid. Yeah, because he went from City to to where did he go in Italy again? It was Torino. 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 Yeah. Once again, good first game. Mm. Next thirty-seven nosedive. Yeah. And then he went to Burnley to West Ham, and I think this this. In terms of the decade. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. So again, you know, we get shelf noughties. More noughties. More noughties. Okay. Mm. Yeah, okay. Came in what? 2005, five. six, five, yeah. Yeah, five. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, so we agree seven. with the hair. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's the reason? I mean, obviously, obviously it's, it's a podcast. We have to, we have to, we have to talk. <laughs> um, his first season, that, uh, it was a bit shaky. Yeah. We also, how he was a bit weak. He was a bit um, nervous when it came to dealing mm, with crosses situations. And, yeah. Especially crosses. But that uh, 13 season, you saw a guy that was starting to reach his potential. Mm-hmm. And then 14 is when he just be- he just became a beast. He was literally yes. saving us game after game after game. So much so that I would say this decline that United have had, we would be in a much worse place if it wasn't for the hair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, but don't, sorry, don't you think that it's easier to be a goalkeeper when you're constantly bombarded? So that's when the Gea improved. Yeah, yeah. When he was constantly bombarded. Because making a save is like scoring a goal for a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely. But so where he needs to concentrate, where you see him in Spain, you can see his concentration is a bit iffy sometimes and he makes mistakes. I'll get on that because you're right. In the last, for Spain, he's had very awful games for Spain. The ma- for the when, majority you, of for games, when you get dropped for yeah. Kepa, you know. Like, the, majority, <laughs> the majority of games have been poor, but also in the last season and a half, two seasons, you've seen when the games where he's been very, very, you know, he's missed very basic mistakes and mm-hmm. you're like, Long about, shots, fumbling yeah, them. Exactly. Forget the about, my favorite. And forget, forget, forget about being a top goalkeeper. Like when you are a goalkeeper, the things that you should be saving, you don't need to be of. Uh, yeah, but when your confidence is short, that's exactly yeah. that. But but mm. what you're saying about the shots um, being saved and because is that exactly what I say about defenders? Like when people are rating Michael Keane at Burnley, it's like oh, so many interceptions, so many blocks. Of course, they're under constant pressure. 
he has to make these answers. He plays in a low block. Exactly. Mm. So, but with the, and the hey, I was making so many saves, but the the change for me was so good because in thirteen we weren't that good, but defensively we were still pretty good. Mm. In fourteen, our defense just went off. Mm. You that that guy, that Scottish guy, not the not the real Scottish guy, the other Scottish guy mm-hmm. came and fumbled the bag everywhere. Um, the guy that was at Everton or wherever that club that was. David Myers. Uh, we'll say his name in this house. <laughs> 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 he was actually a decent manager at the time, but yeah. At the time, yeah, he was. Very good. Yeah, but he David was. De Gea is definitely the standout. I think he's won, you know, the play of the season for Manchester United. So yeah. 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 he broke the record for, you know, saves in a game. I think it was the Arsenal game. 14 shots on target where he saved you. Oh, yes, yes, So yes. he definitely has to be, you know... Yes. Yeah, he's, he's produced performances where I just think, Match oh winning. my God, like, mm. this is... This is next level, so it has to beat the game. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's real. I feel like any real argument. You, to be if, fair, if you're an exceptional goalkeeper, the mistakes are then blown way up. Because mm-hmm. of course, they, if if a, if a goalkeeper makes a mistake, it leads to a goal. So you can't win in that situation. Yeah, I, I feel like the mistakes that he made for the, for the years that he of service that he gave to United, mm-hmm. he can make them. But I do, I do agree with you with Spain because he's he's been poor. Yeah, but there's no love for him in Spain. That's that's what, I feel yeah, like yeah, that yeah, must yeah. affect him as well. I feel like he's fair weather. I feel like that's the reason why he only signs for United. He mm. he keeps he's made that he made that um, commitment to United because the fans love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like if he goes to Madrid or Barcelona, we know how the fans are in those in those, in those teams. You have to do something really exceptional for them to love you. Even Ronaldo didn't get loved at Madrid. That's why he's at now at Juventus. Uh, right back. We'll go. We'll go there. Next, Zab. I think Zabaleta. Zabaleta. This is a real interesting position because people are quick to say Zabaleta. He's not my pick. But how many years did Zabaleta do it at a high standard? Who's your who's two, your... three years? Because I'm just starting to have this kind of next feeling. But I just want to hear what you all say, Kojo. My pick is Ivanovic. Okay, Fair that's shot. a good shout. People might say Azpilicueta's in the ring. He's in my team, but he's not in that position. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go for Zabaleta. I think people forget about his import. People forget that he scored the first goal in that, you know, 3-2 win against QPR in 2012, that Aguero <laughs> moment. I think he kind of like changed the game in terms of right backs with his combative nature, running up and down that line, assisting, even scoring. So I'm going to have to say, yeah, Zabaleta, he's my pick. Um, Ivanovic is mine because there was a time where Chelsea, when they had him as for the equator, I called those two the best defenders in the league, regardless of where they were playing, whether right back or centre back or left back for as as equator, because they were not beaten. And then when they were going forward, they were contributing. Ivanovic was scoring goals. Yeah, I remember. He was assisting. He was just doing such things that I was thinking, this guy is, for me at that time, was quite easily the best right back in the league not that Zabaleta wasn't anywhere near him but I thought that was a distance you think so? I thought at the time at the time so no, how long is, was his peak? Is, is how long was and another question is is this are we going through a 10 year period? well no, so, who owned more of the 10 years? who owned more of the 10 years? yeah because who? the 10 years apart from him and Zabaleta what other right backs can we say well, I'm going to throw a curveball in there Seamus Coleman oh Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think mm. especially pre leg break as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm That's a good shout because he was before he got injured. He was going to get a big move at some point. Like that injury held him back. 
And so obviously he lost Everton, so you know he was going to. He was he, when he, he was, was fit and firing, and he was one of the, probably was, the best right back in my opinion in the country. Damn good, mm. he was damn good. He was very good. So right now we've got, <laughs> 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 <Can't you laughs> we've got Ivanovic, we've got Azpilicueta. I mean, we've got Ivanovic, we've got Zabaleta, we've got Seamus mm. Coleman. How about yourself? I was agreeing with you with Zabaletta, but the Seamus Coleman just threw me off a bit. Because he has been. What's the Doc Sold it to you? I think, but the no, only thing that, like, pre leg, like, like you said, pre, like, well, pre leg break, he was, he was phenomenal. Mm. And it was unfortunate that it happened at the time. But mm. even Grand then. Which one? The one on international? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Even beyond that now, he's not at the same level that like mm. he was before. Mm. He's still on a very good level. I mean, mm. he's, he's clear, I think for me, he's clearly the best player that Everton's had. In terms of the money as well, value for money. Value I think they signed him 100k or something mm-hmm. like that exactly. from Irish yeah. club. Wow. Uh, the thing is, Zabaleta has that moment in it. He was inspirational for that title yeah. winning yeah. team. Yeah. So yeah. I think maybe that's what picks it towards Zabaleta. But me personally, I'm going with Seamus Coleman. So I think we're undecided. So we've got a gap in our team. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Let's go left back. And if we're keeping with Everton. That's where I was going mm-hmm. because let's be honest, he was putting up the similar numbers to what Trent and Robertson are doing now in a much more restricted team. I think there was a season where he That's got like fair, 11 man. assists, mm-hmm. and we all remember that link up with Pina running up and down, good for a free kick, a penalty as well. I think he only missed three of his penalties, so yeah, I would go for Leighton Baines as well. Very, very reliable. Are there any others? My match was going to be asked the equator because when he went there, but he was in there for a season. That's the only issue. Like he's there for a season and he was colossal. But into our body of work, Liam Baines is. Yeah, it's clear. clear. I think clear. body of work, as for the credit, is clear, and I don't think you can pick anyone else other than as for the credit. Mm. Um, I just feel that at a point he was the best one v one defender in the country, mm-hmm. and he done it for a period of years, mm-hmm. and he was instrumental right in Chelsea's title winning season. So I just feel that you have to put Aspilicueta in this team. I don't know if you're gonna put him at right back or left back, but you have to fit him in. That's in my opinion. I think I think Leighton Baines has definitely got to be in that team. He was in the Everton team, you know, the rigid four four two, and he was bombing up and down, and that wasn't a team necessarily built to attack. When we look at Robertson... Yeah, but Liverpool. I feel that... The thing is about Baines, if I think about him in today's game, I feel that physically he's going to get panned. Obviously, since 2016, he's been in a steady decline, but I think Leighton Baines at his pomp, it depends, he could definitely it do a job in this. Baines came team. to Everton in 2011, am I right? Or a bit... Before that, maybe? Maybe a 10, 11. 10, 11, yeah. It's too it's too I, one then. But, but, but when you think of it, are we talking about defender or in no, the modern I, I, game? No, no, because I, I'm just thinking about over the last 10 years. Mm. Who okay, then, how many years did Baines have? At least five, six. Five, six, five, seven. Six. Five, six, seven. Yeah. I mean, I think in 2000... The thing about Spilicueta was I said back in the back three. He was great. Right back, he's fantastic. Left back, fantastic. So, is that... In 2017, you know, Leighton Bain surpassed the record of most assists for a defender. Obviously, Trent and Robert are going to surpass that. But... Let's pay homage to him. This was a guy at the top of his game. I think he was going to get a move to uh, Man United as well when David Moyes took charge, yeah. but something happened. And he's also a guy that should have had you know, more England caps, but apparently he got homesick as well when he's travelling with the squad. So I think Leighton Baines... You know, he's got a valid shout, but oh, yeah. again, as we mentioned, it's yeah. a democracy <laughs> and I've been defeated. So, yeah, let's be. <laughs> <see. laughs> 
Is it Aspie? Aspie. Yeah. Aspie's our left back. Oh, at least we got some. We got two now. We got two. Yeah. Uh, centre back. Company's one. Yeah, I think that. that, that. <laughs> Next one. To be fair, I don't even think this pairing should be argued. I just think we're just going to have to sit on company and Van Dyke. Honestly, I just think people are saying, oh, Van Dyke's only done it for three years. Let's bear in mind, Van Dyke was absolutely sensational at Southampton before he was unhappy and, you know, wanting to move away. And I just think when you talk about levels as a centre-back, I can't think of another centre-back in the last 10 years that's got even close to Van Dijk's level no, of last right, season. Right. And as good as company was, I don't think it was, it was Van Dijk. He's good to great. Van Dijk is great. So, and when you look at Van Dijk, he's almost sort of a victim of his own success. That last season was immaculate. So now people are, you know, maybe having fun with him, making little yes, errors. Yeah, yeah. But this is a guy, I think we take him for granted as well. He does all the basics well. He deals 1v1s. Yeah. He's immaculate. And also Vincent Company, as you said, he's got to be the <laughs> title-winning moments. I remember against Man United, the 1-0, he got the header. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, um, Leicester, Leicester, the master blaster. You know, that like, header, he was celebrating like a man possessed. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And against, Man United. against Leicester, you know, Pep is very rigid in his tactics of pass, pass. He went against team instructions. He went against team orders. Mm. And that shows the type of man he is. Even when he comes out and he speaks to the media, you think, yeah, I would love to go to war with this guy. He'll have my back. And what was I it? Think... That was like his first shot outside of the box in like six years. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Mm. and he hit right top corner. That's and what you call Kyle Clutch. My other shout alongside company was Odeverod. Because mm. um, when he came in 2014 on loan to Southampton with Pochettino, like, he just... He took the, the Premier League by his neck. It was like, okay, I'm here to prove that I'm good because I didn't know much about him at, at Liverpool, but I knew because I had highly like, rated him. And I know highly rated him. Mm, he was in and out. Yeah, mm. and he went first team football. Then he joined Tottenham, and his level until last season was just so damn high. Like, I don't, I don't think. I just think when you're building the ultimate team. I just think no, no, company Van and Van Dijk. I don't. How do you score? How do you score? Van Dijk's level last season. No one in the last 10 years has got to. But if I'm talking about over a whole period of the 10 years that I look at defenders and said who's had the best stretch of time, mm-hmm. or the Rose had a longer than Van Dyke. Because I, I used to call Van Dyke the second best defender in this league after the Rose when he was at Southampton. At Southampton, Dej can exactly. back my claim. I called him the best at Southampton. Dej also called him the best mm. at Southampton. You could tell that he had all the hallmarks <laughs> of being quality. Even when you yeah. speak to like journalists, they were like, I think Adrian Kajumba said when he was at Southampton, he used to cover them and he said, This guy is the best in the league. And coming to Liverpool, it was sort of like a natural progression that mm. this guy is going to be with better players. So his performances are going to rise with that. And, well. and he had that bad well. ankle injury. Everyone's thinking, hmm, is he going to recover? But boy, yeah. he's yeah. even so past that level. It's funny because I remember when he was moving from Celtic to Southampton, I was saying, Dej, this Van Dijk, he's going to rip it up here. And look he's, at me. He's, he's a fantastic player. Mm. I remember um, I had, a old, had a, an old Twitter account that mm. I stopped using. And I used to say my opinions on there quite outright. And I told people that he was second best after after Osborne. And I was told that no, he's nothing better than Kashyongi. I got told. Stop the Kashyongi stuff. Man. I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back because I was torn for that. But um, no, um, Osborne for me had like a, such a high stretch. And then, but when you bring up that Van Dijk season from last year, it's like ah. It's very hard to argue against that mm, because when no one's touched that to the point where he's second off, what was the third? Was he second or third? 
Second in Ballon d'Or. Ballon d'Or, second, yeah, second yeah, in Ballon d'Or list. Point zero three percent. Yeah, when you're second wow. in the Ballon d'Or list, that takes you to a whole new, you know, mm. because but, it's just but like, look okay. what he done for this Liverpool side as well. Came in at January by May, we won the Champions League final, and you had Carrios, you know, defending your back door. Mm. I mean, that shows what type of level he's at. Yeah. You know, Premier League title race, losing by one point, winning the Champions League, and now you know, UEFA does. Nations mm. Cup finalist. Mm. The guy, he, he's doing amazing stuff. And I think all those accomplishments in packaged in two or three years, I think he's got to be there. Do I do European, European, European best player. So all these accolades. Democracy. Mm. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Democracy. Van Dijk's in. Company Van Dijk are centre-backs for yeah. team of the decade. Okay, we got left-back, we got centre-backs, we got goalkeeper. I'm I'm going to right-back. We need to we need to solidify this. Okay, now. so we got Ivanovic, we Ivanovic, got Sabaleta, and is it Vestuzzi or mm. Oh, I and think Seamus Coleman. Hear me out. I think for the balance of the team, we've got a defensive left-back in Aspilicueta. So I think at right-back, we need someone that attacks and that's where we have to put Seamus Coleman because he's solid going forward and he's solid defensively. So I can't look any further than Seamus Coleman. What about Zabaleta? He, he was balanced. He was defensively was sound, bombed forward as well. So he's got every much of as a say as you know Seamus Coleman. Seems we can't yeah. <laughs> we can't figure this riddle out. So where are we going? I feel like our, our team, our defense lacks a bit of pace, though. So I do agree with you there. So Seamus Coleman. If it's pace, what about Kyle Walker? Get out of here, mate. <laughs> no, 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 Kyle Walker, no, no, he's, 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 he's body of work. He's semester. Yeah, he's yeah. I told him he was phenomenal. When he mm. was first yeah, season yeah. at Man City, mm. he was, he was yeah. very good. No, mm. you're right. You're he right, had good loan spells at you know, QPR. In all fairness, I was thinking Kyle Walker, but I didn't want to say anything. To avoid ridicule. Because I knew. I knew coach was like, no, no, no. No, no, you're right, though. You are right. So, again, if you want pace, speed. I feel like in terms of Yeah, but I just feel like I'm not convinced on Kyle Walker's delivery. Defensive Seamus Coleman. I'll go Seamus Yeah, I'm going Seamus Coleman. Cool. So. Democracy. Seamus Coleman is all right. I, I just went to avoid the whole Kyle Walker thing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Obviously, because we're cool free. I thought we were going to have a free in the midfield. Yeah. Okay. Number one. Kante's in. Okay. For me. Kante. has to be. Kante. I mean, back-to-back Premier Leagues. You know, signed from, you know, Leicester. Or signed for Leicester for five million from Cannes. Mm-hmm. You know, defensive midfielder mm-hmm. was key to that team in the Premier League. Offered to Arsene Wenger for 300k, but let's, let's, mm. not, let's not talk about that. Um, Next season, moves to Chelsea, wins the Premier League with them. After that, goes to France, wins the World Cup. Kante has to be there. 100%. Yeah. Next one. Um, I think this is pretty easy and I don't think there should be any arguments. I think David Silva... Mm-hmm. Yep. He's been, you know, a symbol of this Man City team throughout the whole decade. I think he has to take one of the positions and I don't think anyone can really argue that one. Nope, and I think his partner has to be, in my opinion, top three centre midfielders to play in the Premier League, Yaya Torre. Here we go. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the three I came up with as well. And that's a three you'll be seeing in many people's teams of the, of the decade. But I want to give an honourable mention to Kevin De Bruyne. I think maybe if he came a year or two earlier or maybe if he had a spell <laughs> at, at um, Chelsea where he was playing, I think he really has an argument to be in that midfielder because I haven't seen a midfielder like him since Steven Gerrard, in my opinion. I, I, I can agree with that. I, I think he's a phenomenal player, but if, if you listen to our, our podcast for a few few weeks... <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? He just spans crosses. No, 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 no. I, I feel like with KDB... 
I feel like he is a fantastic passer. He's fantastic. He's a fantastic player, not just passer. Fantastic player. But I feel like he has been given license to roam. What's wrong with that? No, he's not on his side. Not on his side. Nobody, ch- nobody closes him down. And that's that's where that's where nobody closes it down because they can't close it. No, him. I don't think because he's that good. I don't think he's honestly. Good. He's, think he's, he's so intelligent that sometimes he just stands on the right wing. If you want to mark me? I'm ineffective here. Before you know, he's in the he's on the right left. He's in the right channel and he's running at your goal. He's unstoppable. He's an unstoppable midfielder. He's, and even if you do keep him quiet, he has that you know magic to produce something out of nothing. And Newcastle is a case in point. That master blaster, which you know rips the goal in pieces. I mean, he's, he's a even Solomon on the weekend against Arsenal, he single-handedly you know ended that as a contest. We've it's seen teams good. cope with him well. I want to bring in Liverpool at Anfield. Mm. I mean, I think Manchester United, Manchester United as well. But so there even is a during that game against Liverpool, you will still say he's the most dangerous player. Of course, Man City. Of course, of course, he tried to befuddle Liverpool by moving <laughs> positions. <laughs> But you could tell Liverpool were well prepared for any movement he was going to do. That, that Arsenal game, I, I was very, very um, angry in that game because, and I'm not even an Arsenal fan, so that's even crazy in itself, <laughs> but I just hate really bad defending. You see, that game for me, for KDB, was... That wasn't a football match. That's training. Yeah, you could even yeah, see yeah, in his yeah, body yeah, like... It was yeah, so, yeah, it was yeah, so easy. easy yeah. The goal for Sterling, you know... When you're when you're a defense, if you're a team that hasn't got the ball, the one thing you have to talk about is awareness. Now I don't I don't like Ripley to make the announce too much because he's really not a right back. Yeah, but his first touch is heavy, man. Oh, it's shocking! <laughs> <laughs> he's not a right back, but you've played there enough times. But uh, but at least the basic thing you're told is scan, look left, right, who's behind me, who's around me. Look in front of you, you see there's no one there. Look behind you, see there's danger. KDB literally walked past him and didn't get he didn't get near him and then. When Chambers is going for the ball, Chambers is unaware as well. He's not looking around. He doesn't know what he's. He's an actual defender. And KDB walks past him, gets the ball, and then the cross comes in. Kolasinac is in the box. With Sterling, he's aware of his there in the first place. Gets in front of him, walks way far ahead of him. Hmm. Doesn't check to see where he is. Sterling takes one step, like his charge on slide, and just falls. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it was so irritating. I'm like, you know, you can't do that because KDB is such a good player. Like, mm. If you just give him that, of course he's going to kill you. I, f- I feel like that's been the mantra for every defence that he's faced, barring Liverpool, barring Manchester United this year. I feel like if Scott McTominay could close him down well, why can't a Abdoulaye Decore? Why can't all these other better equipped and more experienced defensive mids or midfielders. Why can't they just keep it? I, I don't believe he has superior movement because I've seen him move. It's, it's simple steps to the right, simple steps to the left. Uh, case in point, the, 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 the cross that he, uh, he who was it against? Where he crossed the ball in for Sterling and uh, Jesus and Sterling came in and... Does that regularly, sorry. I know, I know, exactly. But I feel like... He does well in City because I don't. I don't think he looks. I feel like he knows that somebody's going to be at on the end of that cross. You know, I don't, you know he, I don't feel like he picks out anybody. I feel like he delivers such a fantastic ball in that he knows somebody's going to. But isn't that intelligence? Yeah, that's what you, you want from you your. No, I think that's fant- I, and I'm not disagreeing that he's a mm. fantastic player. Mm. I just feel like teams are not teams aren't closing him down. I don't. I, it, it, it befuddles me. I'm not sure I'd agree with that. I think Kevin De Bruyne, for any opposition manager, when you're doing your analysis, is stop De Bruyne, then you've got a way of stopping City. So I just think 
that's maybe doing a bit of a disservice and a discredit. That's it's funny because I want to hop back to when he was at Chelsea. If you ask Stage, I was saying, hmm, Kevin De Bruyne, Liverpool should pick this boy up. He's unreal. Mm, yeah, I remember that. Look at the way it's planned out. He's, he's so amazing. Mm. So what's our midfield three? Are we going for Kante, Torre, and Silva? No problem with that. Yeah. We have no problems, but let's, let's let's discuss that. Why? What is what's Silva? Why has Silva been so special? Over <laughs> the ten year period, he's probably being the best player in the Premier League yet mm. alone the best midfielder so I think he's a shoo-in to that team um, the the day I realised we were all in trouble was that disgusting 6-1 loss mm. that, that like, pass that pass mm. hurt me mm. so much because because it was like he, he killed us throughout the game anyway mm. but the game is done and for you to take one touch and like those space but it's execution Jekyll's not a fast player mm. To give him that pass, to give him enough space to get onto the run, eliminate the defenders, mm-hmm. and give him the finish. It, you know, it's that's class in itself. Mm-hmm. And then he's been consistent. You can't talk about him having a bad season. You can't talk about him having a bad run of games. Because I don't exist in Danny Silver's world. He's mm-hmm. been consistent from start to finish. It's never been anything. He still was the Premier League quickly, mm-hmm. caused damage. And he's still causing damage now. Last season, yeah, as, um, yeah, this is his as, swan song. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. in his swan song, yeah, he's not having a he's, great season, but he's got six assists already. You see, you know, mm-hmm. so, definitely, you know, he's he's a phenomenal player, man. As a man as well, like minimal fuss, low maintenance. Mm-hmm. There's times where Barcelona, Real Madrid have come in for him, but he said, you know what, I'm happy at City. Mm-hmm. I want to be part of this project. Yeah, all round top player. So yeah, David Silva has to be in this team. Fantastic player. Yeah. And what was Yaya Torre's? Uh, why, why was he so dominant? He bullied, he bullied <laughs> midfields, man. He bullied I think teams. when we say bully as well, that talks about his physical demeanor. Exactly. This guy yeah, has yeah. his technique. No, but mm-hmm. his technique. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm. to add your, if you're physically strong already, you're, you're dashing players around the pitch, fantastic, cool. But then to have the technique on top of mm. that, to have a range of finishes, the dribbling. Um, one thing he was criticised at Barcelona for um, was that he couldn't really... Tackle, he didn't have to know how to read the game. Mm. I saw none of that. See, mm. I saw a player that was a complete package. Mm. So I don't know what it was at Barcelona that they were thinking. Maybe because he wasn't playing the same style they wanted on um, with Pep and Javi Alonso and no, sorry, Alonso, Javi Hernandez and Iniesta and um, Busquets. maybe because he wasn't yeah, grew up in that famed La Masia academy. Exactly. So they thought, yeah, and but, I was speaking to someone very close to his camp, and they were saying that. Yaya Torre is almost underrated. People talk about his physical attributes. Mm-hmm. He pace was a beast, he was a brute. Yeah. Pace and power. Mm. But I mean, his weight of pass is, mm. is unreal. His playmaking ability was 20 unreal. 20 goals in the season as he well. Just, yeah. Yeah. What a player. The caliber of goals he scored. What was that goal with his weaker foot? In, in, was it against Stoke or Wigan? I think he was in a cup final or something yeah, like that. Basically, yeah, basically. Long range. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Flat, it was like yeah. playground football. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's, the, that's the best <laughs> way to describe him. So, yeah. He's so good. Yaya so, so has to be in there. So, it's Yaya Torre, N'Golo Kante. David Silva, yeah. Silva. Any other honourable mentions? Dead. I'm Ooh. sure you'll have um, People talk about Carrick in front of the back four as well, being underrated. Carrick, Carrick from... Oh, wait, to 12, I'd say. Yo, oh wait, I say oh wait to twenty fourteen. The last mm. season under that under Moyes. I think a lot of you are gonna laugh at this shout, but I think Matic when he first came yeah, at Chelsea. There's nothing funny about that. He was, he yeah, was his first yeah, season, yeah. first couple of seasons at Man United. I remember I think was, Chelsea went away to Man City mm. and they done like a demolition. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. was central to that. He yeah. shut down. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good shout mm. to be fair. Mm. Yeah. 
That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Left wing. This I is think, where it gets. I think this picks itself. I don't know if I've got yeah. a left wing. I've to still front three. I anyway, know. I know. Obviously, yeah. there's an obvious name which is. Going I to think be I know the curveball that someone's going to throw in. Um. Okay, what's your front three rather than? Yeah, go yeah, yeah. yeah. What's what's your, so do I have to go with a traditional <laughs> front three? Well, I can cheat. What do you mean you can just I can put Suarez, Aguero, mm. and whoever. It can be you can do one behind two strikers, or you can put. Well, you can even put Silva on I mean, the right. Or you can put three. You can put center. Did Kante wait for put Messi in the center? No, has on center mid in there. Yeah, so do what you want, man. Because my one really, it won't really make sense when I've got I've got two strikers and then mm. uh, one that can play out cross, but he's not really. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you think? Go for it, man. I I need to think. Okay, okay so my my uh, yours. You can go. You can. Okay. Um, my one was Aguero, obviously. Luis Suarez there, and Harry Kane. I'm going for Eden Hazard, okay. Sergio Aguero, and Luis Suarez. Okay, so one Kane. Honorable mention for Gareth Bale, though. That's who I was that's thinking my, on that left that's wing. That's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> okay, so one Kane, one Hazard, because we got both got Suarez and Aguero. <laughs> what are you? No, you got first one. Okay, I'll go. trying to be a hipster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do. I don't do. Oh, oh it's so weird. Gareth Bell. Gareth Bell. Uh, Van Persie. Mm, oh. Valid, valid shout. How long did he have in the decade? That, that season, twenty ten to twenty fourteen. Yeah, just about. There's no more curveballs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna what? Vamp and Aguero uh, are my three. Okay, I'm agreeing with Dejan Hazard. That's hundred percent. I think over the ten year period, again, he's another one that you need to put next to Davi Silva. Mm, okay. In my in my humble opinion. Um, I mean, Hazard over hundred goals in you know three hundred and something games for Chelsea. 90 plus assists so some people say oh, I didn't churn out the numbers but when you look at it obviously he had spells when he was off form or took half a season off but all in all when you think about Eden Hazard you think about the moments against what West Ham the, against Liverpool in the Carabao the Cup thing is, he's a real real difference maker in my opinion the, the thing is I know we've got Kante in here but I think we'll be doing a disservice if we don't pay tribute to this Leicester team that won the title I think just that achievement Makes me think that Riyad Mahrez may need to be in this team. That's my opinion. Even so where where would you figure? Jimmy has a shout, man. That's what I was thinking. Jimmy Vardy has a shout. If we're going man. for balance, mm. we can say, you know what? I'm going to stick Mahrez on the right wing. Or we say we're Morgan as well, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Danny Drinkwater. Yes. There you go. Um, this one's starting to get a bit messy. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, good. it's good. You could even say Messi has got twenty six goals in there against top uh, top Premier League opposition, so we could put Messi on the right wing as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, who's your fan of you? So you went for I've only settled on Hazard. Okay. Um, despite me not disliking him, no, I feel like because because I'm I've not. Got, I'm, to be fair, I'm not his biggest fan. I never thought he was yeah. the best player in the Premier no, League. But, but you have to give him his accolades for consistency for when did he win? About twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. No, no, what was the season that uh, Chelsea won the Champions League? Won it in Monday? No, he, he wasn't there when Chelsea won the Champions League. Yeah, so he, no, he, was, he, was, he was joined after. 20, yeah, 2012, 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they won it in 2012 with Di Matteo. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So for that period of time, I think that you... I feel I can, say, I can easily agree to having Hazard in that team. Because he... 
despite the, the blips and the comparisons to Neymar, which I don't think he's close to, um, <laughs> he's been a fantastic servant for Chelsea, he's mm-hmm. been a fantastic servant of the Premier League. Mm-hmm. 100 goals for any left winger, mm-hmm. despite taking 10, a lot of time to get mm-hmm. there. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't knock it, you can't knock it. I didn't even realise that, 90, 90 assists? Yes. That, that's that's insane. That's insane. Hundred ninety plus goal, uh, goal and assists. Yeah, I think it's a shoe in. To be fair, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll put him in there. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. So we're in agreement with Hazard. Hazard. Yeah. So what? There's two more positions uh, that need to. Be. Oh man, okay, fine. Democracy wins. That just, that's it, does, what you said, it does. It does. Hazard on the left. Okay, Hazard striker. Van, I say Van Persie because those three seasons that he had with two of Arsenal. And the one with United were just cold. They were ridiculous. Man. Technical brilliance. Cold. There was a goal I think for United against was it Aston, Aston Villa? Villa. Yeah, over the top. Oh man, run. that was in the title round. Yeah, yeah. That, that's cold. the game. That, that's the game that won us out. He scored a yeah. hat trick on that day. Mm. That goal against Liverpool. Goal thinking, against Chelsea. Goal against Everton. I, I think this gets to the point when you say, okay, all these strikers at their best. Who was the best? And I don't think Robbie Van Persie was the best. I think I would have Aguero and Suarez over him. I'm taking Kane. I like that. Yeah, the reason I'm taking You're Kane is the reason I'm taking Kane is because if we're talking about obviously the striker, so is on top of goals, is obviously a contribution also. Which Harry Kane, I feel like people are starting to realize he's adding a lot more playmaking. To his yeah, but game. what has he but has he propelled Tottenham to the next level? I has he, he taken has. them? I, I think Tottenham's progression from. Trying to push into the top four to become the top four side came coincided with when he came to the team because mm. realize as much as I love Aguero because I was a Aguero fan when he was at Atletico and Inter I always said it Independiente that's <laughs> thank you I always did the name messed up because I used to be one of those guys that bro you're, you're living in in, in Spain now you should be getting a Spanish yeah, speaking Argentina man no but it's Spanish no I can't go no but um, I don't think there's I don't I don't think there's an argument for Kane. I, I think I, I, no, I'm gonna tell you why. But for me, this king. Are we talking ability or achievements? I'm, t- I'm, I'm trying to put everything. Okay, I know achievements. He doesn't come close to a girl. Girl's got titles. Mm. Van Persie got titles. So as a player, so as a player, think, yeah, and Harry the goals he with the goals, yeah, as a as an overall, so. overall overall package as a player, I'll I'll, I'll say this. If we're talking about goals, a girl's only outscored him in one season when mm. they both played in Premier League, and that was the season when he scored twenty one. Mm. After that, he's always asked. So you think technically Aguero. Harry Kane is better than Sergio Aguero as a goal scorer? That's... As a football player, which okay, a for you, is Harry Kane a tier one player? For me, I yes. don't think he's got tier one ability, mm. but I think he's finishing and his for goal me. prowess is tier one. For me, he's a tier one player, and I feel. But like on he's... the flip side, doesn't that mean he's got tier one ability? The ability to score goals, and the ability of course, to that's be in a, the right position. And he, and that's an important skill when you're talking about being a prolific striker. But I think when you talk about goal scoring prowess, judging him and Aguero. I'll probably shade Aguero. And when we're talking about ability, I think Aguero's got tons more ability than Harry Kane. Has, has it Kane in the last, I'll say, three years improved other aspects of his game outside of goal scoring? Because before I just used him as a straight shooter, mm-hmm. a lot of people just come use comparing to like Alan Shearer, for example, just mm-hmm. goals, goals, goals. Mm-hmm. He's added playmaking, the crosses and passes to people like Son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he has. The link ups with Deli Yali, mm-hmm. um, that dangerous duo they had going on for about two seasons before. His weaker foot as well. His weaker foot has improved as well. Mm-hmm. He, one goal he scored against Leicester Wolves. when he cut in and hit. Was it Wolves or Leicester? Wolves as well. Wolves. Leicester, but you know, he's added so much to his game. Mm-hmm. Before, and I credit that. I credit before, that. 
I was team Aguero. Like, no, I no, I'll I, I stage. I've said it for maybe two years now. Harry Kane is the best striker in the country. Yeah. But I think on the flip side, Aguero has the best goals to minute ratio in Premier League history. That's so you have to put him so in that team. So ability-wise, who do you take? Harry Kane or Sergio Aguero? Sergio Aguero has got better ability. But for me, Harry Kane is the best striker in the league. That's fair. Mm. But, 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 I'm going to go that. with Aguero. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think we can make argument for Harry Kane because Aguero's longevity. And the thing is about Aguero is that he's done it from, from the first season. The minute he came into the Premier League and he's still doing it now. So I just think... I mean, I think Aguero's had... He's had eight full seasons. Yeah, yeah. In the Premier League. He's had more years. He's had more years. He's had eight full seasons and out of six of those eight seasons, I think he's hit 20 plus goals. Oh, yeah, I mean, that consistency... He has to be a shoe in in this. Like, unless season, I'll say this now also in less seasons, the great um, Kane's catch up to his goal tally real, real quick. Yeah, but, but that's because he's curtailed by injuries. It's not because he doesn't score. Kane has had as I said, he's got the best minutes per game per goal rate. No, no, he has, in, he has. That, in Premier League history. and he's got the longevity. Plus, he's got the, the t- it's the titles that add to it because he's been so key to that. And he's Imagine, given he gave us the greatest Premier League moment. I know it breaks your heart. Yeah. He gave us he yeah. gave us the greatest Premier League he moment. Guys, he has, to, my he moment. has to be in that team. That really wasn't my moment. That was not my day. That's you guys. That's <laughs> no, but no, I, I hear what you're saying. And you know what? To be fair, I had both of them in the team. Okay, in my team. Okay, so we've agreed that it's has. Ha- Hazard and Aguero are the two. If we're doing democracy, firm. then I guess it's Aguero, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Okay, we we'll go for Aguero then. So Hazard and Aguero. Who, who are we putting there? Yeah. Oh, can't put Suarez there. Damn. Yeah, you can't can. On the right? You can, can fit him in. Sometimes you've got to shoe in, obviously, for the balance of the team, but I think Suarez in his time at Liverpool, especially that Why last not? season, Why 31 not? goals in 33 games, doing things I've never seen on a football pitch and I'm yet to see. <laughs> I yeah. think he has to. You know, it makes me sick because he plays for Liverpool and way did to my country a little bit. But um, <laughs> yeah. my favourite Premier League goal, because people think I always, I'm going to say like Rooney over here kicking at City. You know that goal he scored against Newcastle? How does the ball come from that distance? Mm. You are running, you've got pressure because the team is on your case, he's mm. next to you. The ball comes, you control it with your shoulder mm. and your first touch with your foot eliminates the goalkeeper. Seriously. Honestly, I, I I really couldn't believe that goal. There's a few goals that I've sat down and I've used my remote to rewind and say, what the hell's going on here? Mm-hmm. Rooney's overhead kick, that goal, and Bell against West Ham. When oh, he yeah, just yeah. got up Master and just took him to him. I was like, that's the moment I said to, I said to these guys, like, um, Bell's world-class. I, I dropped it right there. I said, mm-hmm. he's world-class. Forget about it now. He's done. But that goal, the technical difficulty in that moment, you've got two seconds to control the ball, take the touch, and then finish the goalkeeper. He did it. Like that, that goal just blew my mind. I was like, whoa. That's it. If, are we shoehorning him because of, because he, he he's, not, he's not a right winger. I, I think, was gonna, to make I think if you're going to put a right winger there, I was just going to put him build it. I think if we're looking at who is the best player to play in the Premier League in this decade, or if we're going to pick out one season from a player, I think Luis Suarez has to be in this team. Mm. But... I'm going to go against the grain and I feel that I'm going to put Riyad Mahrez in this team. And the reason why is the joy that he brought to me as a neutral watching him okay. in that Leicester title winning season, winning the PFA Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. I just feel that he deserves the accolades. And a lot of people said last season Riyad Mahrez had a quiet season. 
but he came up with key contributions yeah, he, towards that title winning season. He really wasn't quiet at all. And I'm going to put him on the right wing for balance as well. Yeah, so I'm going Luis Suarez. As I said, he was producing magic tricks, things that I've never seen before and I'm yet to see. And for me, he's the greatest player as a Liverpool fan that I've witnessed seeing. Oh, fair enough. My shot, my shot was Bell on the right because Bell, in his last two seasons at Spurs, left, right, middle... Was yeah, but if, 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 that's what I'm trying to say. But using a two season gauge, then that throws well, Suarez in Suarez is one season. Is that two? Okay, he's two seasons as well. Yeah. But then Van that throws in Salah back to back golden boots. It does. Van Persie. That was... throws in Sadio Mane. So, so are we talking about so, players or okay, so what, so what, so as a player? Yeah. A hundred percent. If we're going for this player, as in better player, so that means yeah, that Suarez. means yeah. But if we're going by player, that means we've got to change the whole team round. Because I feel left back we can go better, right back we can go better. You get what I'm trying to say? But I'm going through a balance of all these aspects, and I just think Riyad Mahrez, that title winning team, has to put him in that team. As I said, I'm yet to be deterred. I'm going for Luis Suarez. <laughs> 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 Suarez. I think it was three Suarez. Was it? No, you, I think, did you say Suarez? I yeah. said Suarez. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's it. Oh, I said Bill, so I guess 2-1-1. Two, 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 one, one. One. But you said Suarez then? You said Suarez as well. I said Suarez. I, I mentioned yeah. that goal, but I was just saying if I'm going for like a player that plays as a winger, oh, mm-hmm. then I was trying to, you know, for sort of like position-wise, but... Suarez is or was and is elite, so you know. So from three, I don't oh, have a problem with that. Hazard, Aguero, Hazard, and Suarez. That was fun, man. Yeah, yeah. very fun. <laughs> so let's let's recap. Our, our goalkeepers David De Gea, right yeah. back Seamus Coleman, centre back Van Dyke, company left back. Sh- um, say Seamus Coleman. No, Leighton Baines. Aspilicueta. Sorry, Aspilicueta. Uh, mid free midfield. Uh, Yaya Torre, Silva, and Kante. Kante. Up front, Aguero, Suarez, and Hazard. Okay, mm. pretty solid team. I think that team goes unbeaten. <laughs> yeah, that team. <laughs> yeah, it's got back the, to back unbeaten. Yeah. Solves all problems mm. defensively. You can't be the defenders. Yeah. Be one. I think I think it beats the BBC side as well. BBC is De Gea, Alexander Arnold, uh, mm. Van Dyke, Company, mm. Evra, 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 De Bruyne, mm. Kante, Gerrard, Hazard, Aguero, Kane, Gerrard. I don't know why. <laughs> Gerard in the noughties, absolutely. Yeah. But in this decade? I'm not, that trend shout is, is a real shout for me. But yeah. Yeah? Yeah, 100%. Does his body, well, actually, his body, body, his body work is damn good right now already. Challenging for titles, I mean, assists. He's getting his first Premier League title this season. So Yeah, yeah, yeah think, you're going to have to uh, put him in with that. Cody, you didn't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's too many Liverpool players, man. There's too many. <laughs> Wasn't like one enough. <laughs> but no, he's like, like, he, got two. Yeah, he's been, he's been, and yeah. That's it. No, but yeah, no, Trent, Trent, and the numbers he's dropping for a right back. The crosses are. Yeah, he, that's what I'm saying. If we were going players, I would have put Robertson at left back, but we're going mm-hmm. longevity. Mm-hmm. So. It's a shame he's the Arsenal players in that team. But. Case for us, well, Maybe a case for Shaka. I'm a, I'm a Staffy as well. So you got a Staffy. Um, Staffy. <laughs> I mean, we got time. We can do that. As well. no, the, only, the only player I think from Arsenal that will ever have a bit of a mention, not a shout, but a bit of a mention is Santi. That's it. Van Persie was there. There's a, a, a bit of a mention, like, like a, oh, he was a good player. Let me stop. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. But then again, hopefully 2020 to 2030. That would be the decade of Arsenal, but <laughs> in the championship. 
Shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else are we going to discuss? Just Champions League draw, maybe. That is draw. Yeah, yeah, gonna go through. We can run. And no draws. Right. Okay, right. okay, so you Dortmund, got the Yeah, Dortmund versus Paris. I think it's Paris Saint Germain. I think Dortmund. They're too defensively frail. And I think PSG, when you think about that attack, Neymar, Mbappe, Cardi's there. Mm. I think they're going to have a real assault on the competition this year. And I don't think Dortmund have got the solution to their problem. So, yeah, I think PSG will go through. Okay. I agree. PSG, easy. Okay. Madrid City. Real Madrid, that is. Yeah, Real Madrid are winning that. That's my shot as well. I think a lot of people are quick to say, oh, Man City are going to, you know pack Real Madrid out yeah, no, uh, very easily and people don't understand that Man City have had their problems this season and they're going to continue to have their problems this season mm. um, I just think people think Real Madrid are a poor team but they're really yeah, clicking no. into gear yeah. I mean they had 12 shots at the Barcelona goal in the Classico that's the first time since 2002 let's, be real. let's yeah. look at Barcelona now they're not I think was it Slavia Prague? They had a bit of a mare. I think they drew nil nil. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Basically, that game, it's Messi or bust for Barcelona. Yeah, if Messi's it. not, this is so it, I don't yeah. think that really says much. But if were to get my point of view, I think Manchester City will win the tie. This tie is a bit of European clout versus you know the new upstarts in Europe, and I think I think Manchester City will pull it together. I think Laporte's getting back into training, so I think he's targeting coming back in and around that time. Okay. Sane is back on the training field. And I think Real Madrid, their problems have been well documented. You know, Hazard's had a slow start to his time there. Hovic mm-hmm. as well hasn't he's hit the ground running. Yeah, he's struggling, yeah. So I think, yeah, City will, will go through in that one. So I'm tipping Man City to go through. Madrid smash out, yeah? I was going to say City. City? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2-2? Okay. Atalanta, Valencia. Atalanta. Atalanta? Yeah. I think Valencia. Yeah, I think Valencia. Atlanta, I think they're too gung-ho, too open. That's not my, that's my worry with yeah. them. They're a good team, mm-hmm. but they, they love pushing and they don't know how to stop. And I feel like someone like Perejo, if you give him a bit of license to just break your know, like mm-hmm. passing range, you're in big trouble. But again, if they do open the gates in Valencia, then they'll kill Valencia with that attack. Yeah, I feel like people are quick to say Valencia are going to win because they've got like you know, European club, but this Atalanta team, they're, they're actually a decent team. They're, they're, they're a decent team. Zapata's quite, quite, quite they're very attacking. They've got that number 10 Gomez, I think. Yeah, yeah he's very clever yeah. player. So. Morial, yeah. France, so yeah, they've got, they've got a good team. Mm. So. Atletico, Liverpool. I mean, you've got two Liverpool fans there, but even if we take that aside, when you look at Atletico, they're... They've been at the end of a cycle. They lost their top goal scorer in Griezmann. They've replaced him with Yao Felix. 16 goals in 15 games. Trippier's there as well. Defensively, they've not... In the league, 16 goals in 15 games. Yeah. As a club. They're averaging, yeah. as you said, maybe just under one goal a game. Yeah. Defensively, they're not as cocksure. And that's the last thing you want to do and come up against this Liverpool side. We're not as free-flowing as we once were. But I still think going back to that Wonder Metropolitano Stadium, it's a stadium that holds good memories. And I think Liverpool are in a position where, you know, 10, 11 points clear, they'll be able to go into that game, maybe rest one or two bodies and go into that game and get a positive result and take them back to Anfield and get the job done. Yeah. Liverpool? Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool. Okay. Uh, Chelsea Bayern. I think easy Bayern. Yeah. Bayern. Repeat of 2013 final, wasn't it? Yeah. 
I think Bayern are going through this one as well. Mm. I don't think I don't, that, that Chelsea defense just doesn't give me any. Again, sort of to be honest, Chelsea, <laughs> Lewandowski as well. well Chelsea are in their drowning stages, yeah. and I think yeah. you know at the European top table they'll get found out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Okay, Leon Juve. Juve, convincingly. Obviously, yeah, Depay has had a nasty. Yeah, Depay has got an injury. A nasty ACL injury, so he's going to be out for the rest of the season. And we were actually speaking to um, Kyle Anker at The Athletic and he was saying that, like, it's so hard to recover from an ACL injury. Mm. Like, you, you may never be the same again. So I just hope that the pad makes a speedy and a full recovery. Mm. Yeah. And again, when you look at Leon, they're one of these sides like Atlanta. They're defensively, they're not, you know, assured. They can give away two goals in like a 10, 15 minute period. Yes. You haven't got faith in them to, you know, see out a 90 minutes and coming up against Ronaldo, Dybala, I think the task is too big. Uh, I just want to ask, do, what is, do you think Sarri has an issue with Dybala? Because Dybala's starting to, I know I understand Dybala's issue at times has been consistency, but this season he's brought out some really, really great performances I think, and then been subbed mm. off. I think he's a spare tyre. You go with Ronaldo, mm. you have to play, you know. He's shown that he's not afraid to take off Ronaldo. Yeah, but I think with these kind of managers, I think they're not happy if you're scoring and you're not doing what they want you to do. Yeah, We've seen him with Sheridan Shakira at Liverpool. He can be having a fantastic game, but Klopp will still remove him at half-time because Mm. you're not doing the role I'm asking you to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the problem Dybala has. He's a luxury player. Cristiano Ronaldo, he's a luxury player. And you can only have so many of them at the pitch simultaneously. And obviously Ronaldo is the main man there. Anywhere he goes, he probably has it in his contract that I have to be the main man, the centrepiece of attention. And obviously they were looking to get rid of Dybala. Yeah. He's meant to be going Tottenham mm-hmm. or United. So yeah. maybe there's still a bit of scar tissue there. So yeah. Okay. Uh, Tottenham, Leipzig. Yeah, I think Leipzig win this game. I mean, Opperman, Karno. Canate, two of the most coveted young centre backs in Europe. Mm. Sabitza is flying. Timo Werner's having the season of his life. I think this RB Leipzig team, I think they're going to shock Tottenham. I think it's two evenly poised teams. Mm. And I think Leipzig are going to shock Mourinho because let's be honest, Mourinho post 2010 in the Champions League hasn't really done it in my opinion. No, he hasn't. hasn't. I mean, he got knocked out against Sevilla, a poor Sevilla team when he was at Man United. And he started talking about football heritage, football heritage, football heritage. <laughs> so I see RB Leipzig shocking Tottenham and knocking them out. I think on our podcast, I went with the same opinion. But on reflection, I think Tottenham I think Tottenham will go through. Again, I think Leipzig are a bit naive. When you look at Julian Nagelsmann... <coughs> they're the top of the league. I know they're top so of the league, but that, doesn't say, that when, doesn't say much. But what I'm trying to say is that when you gauge it in terms of experience and naivety, I remember last season I looked at Hoffenheim. They played very wet behind the ears. I think throughout their Champions League campaign as well, they've been a bit hit and miss. Yeah. And I just think when you get into that European latter stages, there's certain things that Mourinho will implement into mm. his team that Nagelsmann hasn't got yet, but he will get with experience. So I'm going for experience. I think Tottenham will go through. I feel like if Mourinho, like you said, Mourinho's experience, but I feel like if Mourinho makes it aerial, I feel like Tottenham have the height and the strength and the physicality. Yeah, but the thing is, like, they're Upperman, Karna and Kanate. I agree with you, but I feel like Harry Kane, uh, Son, Lucas Moore, they have the edge in terms of experience, mm-hmm. in terms of, especially experience. in that situation. They, for, they are Champions League finalists, uh, uh, for, for instance. 
and I feel what, what they did to that Ajax side, who bears similar similarities with this RB Leipzig mm-hmm. side, mm-hmm. I feel like they can repeat that, especially considering that Mourinho is the manager of the shit yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, I think that RB Leipzig have a better profile to defend. When you look at their defenders on a one-on-one basis, they've got the attributes to defend. I feel like and I think that's what sways it. The lit last year was, was phenomenal. Obviously, we're excusing this year. Of course. He's young, but I think course, yeah. last year, you, you could say he was he was at a level that mm. was that could, was better than Umpa Makano and... Um, mm. Oh, I forgot his name. Kanate. Kanate, there you go, yeah. Um, I think Tottenham go through that. Mm. Yeah, I think they sneak it. What about you, Kojo? Are you, are you back in? Um, yeah, I was, I was back in Tottenham as well. Mm, um, what worried me, um, what worried me about for about Leipzig was that game this on the weekend against, uh, during the week, sorry, against uh, Dortmund. Dortmund, 3-3. Free, free, yeah. the, the defensive mistakes they were making on both sides, because oh, on both sides, but it worried me a lot. Cause I was like, mm-hmm. you know, against Tottenham, the form they're in right now, the goals they're scoring right now, and they are starting to get the mentality back of wanting to win games. Yeah, on. yeah. You can't fall asleep at any moment, and I felt like in that game they fell asleep way too much. And if you do that against a team like Dortmund, who are a good side, Tottenham are also a good side. If you fall asleep in a big game like that, two legs, they can punish you. Tottenham are obviously at home first, so I feel like they're gonna go for the kill. And then they'll go away and they'll just settle for the draw. Mm, I think it's going to be a really, really tight game. I haven't mm. seen Leipzig against a low block. If mm. Tottenham go to sit and maintain a lead, if they get a lead and they maintain it, I haven't seen Dortmund, um, Leipzig play against that because in Germany they don't really do that. In Bundesliga, mm. they don't really see uh, low blocks. So mm. if that happens, then they've got a, a big job in their hands. So the first leg is so key. So, so key. But if Tottenham win that first leg, then I think they win. Uh, last one Napoli Barcelona a couple of years ago this would have been easy but I just think when you look at the plight of Napoli this season I think they've had you know a few off the field issues yeah. with the president you know and Ancelotti getting fired 18 points behind Juventus I remember a few years ago Juventus and Napoli cut away from the league it was mm. like 18, 19 points clear but this is a Napoli side that have you know fallen off but we also saw them against Liverpool over two ties, beating them. And then getting a draw. Getting a draw. So yeah. they've still got quality in that side that on a day they can, you know, package everything together and produce a performance. But I just think Barcelona have that extra edge with Lionel Messi. Mm. And I think in the new camp, maybe Napoli might beat them at their home ground, maybe 2 0. But I can still see Barcelona beating them, maybe like a 4 1 or whatever yeah. and getting through. Um. Obviously, because Ancelotti's not there anymore, it's Gattuso who, which yeah, I, that was a wild. <laughs> we didn't pull up any trees at Milan, and uh, it's a weird yeah, one. But then Valverde and the other side as well, and it was worrying because you had um, uh, Barcelona player speaking to AS saying they had no idea what to do against what we did tactically, and I'm just like, see, mm. your player should be coming out to the press and saying that, mm. like that, that's that's all wrong, because now they're just saying we don't know what to do under this man. So if he isn't going to come to this game tactically well, if he cannot beat Gattuso tactically, Again, I don't, I don't know. But I'm, the thing is about this Napoli team, they have a big performance in them. We've seen them be, prove very the difficult yeah. against Liverpool. Liverpool can't seem to crack the code to beat this Napoli team. Yeah. So on a one-off game over two legs, they can be dangerous. They can be, but the, the caveat of Lionel Messi as they mentioned. Give him a free kick and you're in big trouble already. So, you know. Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say Napoli. 
You think Napoli can go through? I'm going to say Napoli. Wow. That hipster view, or you genuinely. I'm going to say Napoli. Wow. I'm going to say Napoli. I think we should wrap it up there. I mean, guys, where can they find you? Um, I'm Dej underscore TBG, but our podcast is titled Podcast underscore TBG. And I also plug our host, Budge, as well. Mm. Budge the Gooner. You can find us there. Um, at LFC Nino. And obviously, I've been celebrating the, you know, first Premier League title of Liverpool. <laughs> so if you want to join me, feel free to give me a 30 up. years of pain. And it <laughs> seems like it's going to be quite easy. I mean, when you look at Liverpool's history... We normally do things the hard way, Istanbul. It's funny, Kojo was smart. He banged us into the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And he doesn't speak about Liverpool. (laughs) (laughs) You got us, you got us. Listen, if if you you do grab the title, I ain't going to be in the country. So you should be (laughs) in Spain. You're going to be in Spain. Yeah, man. You can't find me. Have your tapas and sangria. (laughs) 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 Trying to find some cave to hide so he doesn't have no reception. But yeah, no, you, are, you guys keep doing what you're doing. You're Same doing um, from, man. amazing Same. things. In a year, there's not many podcasts I can tell you what you can say. What, can say what you've done, they've Thank done you. in a year. And we you appreciate I mean? that. Thank man. you. Thank you. Studio, you you went to the the blacklist. Yeah, yeah blacklist. Blacklist. Uh, you've spoken to people from the voice as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big up, brother. Roddy Hines. Roddy Hines. Yeah, Roddy Hines. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's a great man. He's a mm-hmm. you know, wonderful man. Um, and all the things that you've achieved from the journalists and that. That's not just like. Oh, I spoke to one journalist and they're like, oh, I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to tell people. They're telling people about you because you're that good. Mm. So continue the hard work, keep grinding, and then one day I want to see you on my TV. Thank you. (laughs) We appreciate that, man. We appreciate coming down there as well, coming to support your platform, jumping on, and we appreciate what Free Midfield do as well. Because ever since we started, you lot showed us mad love. So, yeah, yeah, we'll continue to support you. Even we can do this again one time as well, man. We've enjoyed it. Come on, on. we'll do it it next season after you guys have done celebrating your title. (laughs) (laughs) 100%. I agree with that. Um, (laughs) Coach, where can you find us? can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or oh, even iTunes, Apple Podcasts now. Yeah. I always made that mistake as yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify, free in the field, and of course the Twitter. This has been another episode of the Free Podcast. Good night. Peace.